Once we're in glory land, we won't have to worry about too much of what's in the passage I'm going to preach this morning. But as long as we're here on earth and still alive, uh, we have some things we need to certainly glean from this passage and from these words of Christ. Uh, if you're still alive this morning, say amen. amen. Anyone not say amen? We should check their pulse immediately, please. Okay, good. John chapter 16, verse 33. It's good to be alive, by the way. If you're alive, there's a reason for it. Right? Any one of us could have woken up, or could have not woken up this morning, not on earth anyway. Could have woken up in heaven. That would have been pretty nice. Amen. Um, but if you're here, there's a reason. And God has a purpose for you. And you have another day to live for him. And let's certainly remember we're supposed to be living for his glory. Now, we have our own agendas and goals and purposes, no doubt. But they don't take precedent over God's will and God's purpose. And uh, so we certainly ought to be aware of that. And if he's allowed you to live another day, there's a reason. Yeah, because time's short. Uh, life is short. And we only have just a small window of opportunity to live for the Lord and to do His will on earth. And uh, so let's uh, make sure we're doing that. For as Jesus said, when it's night, no man worketh, right? And so once that time comes, we'll be in His presence forevermore. We'll be serving Him. We'll be rejoicing. We'll be free from the presence of sin. We'll be in the presence of God forever. And what a wonderful thought that is. Uh, but until then, we have a job to do. We have work to do. And we want to make sure we're doing it. John chapter 16, I hope you're there. The last verse, verse number 33. I have it on the screen, but I hope you're able to read it in your Bible. Before you, says, these things, and this is Jesus speaking, by the way, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Titled the message this morning, Victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer one more time. Lord, we thank you for this time we can gather. Thank you for each one that's here. Lord, thank you for your precious uh, Bible, the Word of God. Lord, we just ask that you'd speak to us through it by your Holy Spirit. Lord, you know what each person's dealing with this morning. You know what's on their heart. Uh, you know what tribulations perhaps they're facing. Uh, Lord, you know if there's a lack of peace, even in someone here today, or someone watching via live stream. And so we just uh, lift up this time to you, God, that you'd have control, that you'd prepare each heart and each mind, that each would be attentive and focused and willing to hear what you have to say this morning. And I pray that you would speak through your word. And touch each heart and accomplish the purpose that needs to be accomplished today in each of us. Lord, I pray that you'd empty me of myself and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Use me for your purpose as a vessel this morning. Carry forth your word. I pray for the junior church hour as well, that you'd be with them, be with the teachers, and uh, strengthen them as they teach the kids this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Victory in Jesus. Many people in this very hour... And especially, no doubt, with the circumstances of the day, feel discouraged and defeated due to various things going on in their life at this moment. Someone here could feel that way, could feel discouraged or defeated, and that's more and more common, no doubt, and especially this year. It could be the reason of your discouragement or defeat could be a recent failure at work. Perhaps you sought to do something and you didn't have success, you failed at it. It could be a struggle in a relationship where you just feel defeated and discouraged. It could be persecution because of your faith. 
Maybe you're trying to take a stand for the Lord. You're trying to do what's right. You're trying to raise your family in the Lord. You're trying to be a witness uh, wherever you go, and it just seems there's some extra persecution because of that. It could be a habitual sin in your life, something that keeps cropping up, and uh, you, you have victory over it, and then you're defeated, and you have victory, and you're defeated, and it's just a continual sin in your life that you're battling constantly, you feel. Uh, you could be discouraged or de- feel defeated because of a financial hardship you're going through, and some are these days, and and perhaps you just feel like the bills are piling up upon you. Or perhaps it could be a physical illness. Something physical that's just beating you down. And when your body's not feeling good, often uh, your mind isn't as well. And it can cause you to feel defeated. Those things unfortunately happen in this life. God never promised that he'd free us from those burdens in this life. But the good news is there's hope. With God there's always hope. In the passage, our main verse 33 is situated in, we read of Jesus, really his last main address before, uh, to his disciples before he's arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. He has told them many things up to this point concerning himself, uh, as well as things they must do or should do, and things they will face uh, when he's gone for the gospel's sake. In our verse That we started with verse 33, our main text this morning. He ends with a ring of hope and I think victory that can be found only in Jesus. I think we can be greatly encouraged and instructed by verse 33. I know many times as I've uh, gone through life, I've thought of this verse. Perhaps when something has come up that uh, causes unrest or that is a a trial or a hardship that I'm facing. Or I think, man, I, I... I don't know if I can get through this. This verse is a great encouragement when you consider the words of Jesus here. And I hope you will this morning. I hope you'll dial into what Jesus is saying and your heart will be touched. Not just touched, but moved to trust him more. This morning I'd like to share with you three things and three things to know in having victory in Jesus. Three things to know in having victory in Jesus. The first thing that is is that there is truth. There's truth. We see that really in the first part of the verse. These things, Jesus says, have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. There's truth there. I'm so thankful that we have a reference for the truth. And of course, that's the word of God, the Bible. And uh, do you believe that this morning? Okay, just checking before I go too far. Otherwise, the rest of this won't mean much if you don't. (laughs) But God can use it, certainly. We have a reference for truth. We have absolute truth found in the pages of the Bible. And Jesus Christ, who is God the Son, spoke words of truth all through the New Testament that guide us. In fact, he's called truth. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And uh, we can uh, certainly trust the words of Jesus. They are the words of God. And uh, we ought to apply them to our lives. All of the Bible, but especially as we see Jesus' words recorded here for us. This is truth. And here's the truth. Although Jesus has spoken truth over and over again to the disciples, sometimes they didn't understand it. Uh, other times it, it just kind of bypassed them. And other times, uh, perhaps it, some, of the, some of them that listened, it aggravated them. Uh, with the disciples, it helped instruct them and guide them. And some things he said that were truth, they didn't really think of until after he died and rose again. But he, he continually was speaking truth. All through the pages of the word of God as we see. 
And though Jesus had speak, spoken certain truth over and over again to his disciples, there's an especially comforting truth here to know that there's peace in this life in Jesus Christ. You may be thinking, well, there's not much peace in this life. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in our country that you, that you would say would be the opposite of peace. But our peace, again, and we, most of us understand this, I think, our peace isn't in our, our, our circumstances that surround us. Our peace is through and in Christ who's within us. And he can give us a peace that passeth all understanding, a peace that while all the world's going crazy and chaotic, uh, we have that peace in our hearts. And we, uh, I, I read a little bit of the news this morning, just a lot of things happening in California with the fires and, and then uh, these multiple uh, tropical storms that are coming and, and the concern perhaps they may come pretty close to each other, which could cause more damage. And, and besides that, of course, the coronavirus and, and then riots in the streets and all these other things going on, you'd say, man, this is chaos. And it is, but do you know that in the midst of that, you can have peace? That's just not something nice to say to soothe your conscience and make you feel good all over. That's actually truth we can bank on. Because whatever God says is truth. God is faithful. We can trust him. And this book, the Bible, is his word and his truth. So he gives them this truth that there's peace in me. Since Jesus was going to be leaving them physically... Very shortly, they needed the truth about this peace. Consider some things about the peace of Christ this morning. First, we note in the Bible that Jesus arrived with peace for the world. It says in Luke 2.14, glory to God when Jesus was, was uh, born in flesh on earth. It says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward man. Jesus came with peace. Jesus is the avenue of peace with God. Say, man, I really need to make my peace with God. How do I do that? The only way is through Jesus. You can try to, you can try to uh, turn around uh, your life. You can try to uh, um, just straighten yourself out and, and, and fix some of the problems you're having, but that's not going to get it. You can do good to your neighbor and all that, and those are some good things to do, but the only way to have peace with God is through Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1 is one example, tells us, Therefore, being justified, and justified means to be made right before God, to have a right standing before God, to be freed from the penalty of sin that's upon everyone that's ever born. And the Bible says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone, anyone ever comes to you and says, I, I want to, man, I just want to make my peace with God, you need to point him to Jesus. You need to let them know about the gospel. You need to tell them what Jesus did for them. Because he's the only way to God. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, Jesus says. Jesus is the avenue of peace with God. There is peace possible. Jesus came with peace for the world if they would trust him. And he is the avenue, as we see, as you place your faith in him for your salvation. Also, Jesus' followers can attain the peace of God. Not only have peace with God, but can have the peace of God. And that's wonderful to know because you can have peace with God, with your sins forgiven, on your way to heaven, on, that, on your way to that glory land. But life will throw things at you and, and the trials will come and the devil will attack and persecution will arise. And uh, just like it would for, the, for Jesus' disciples, his apostles. And, uh, and so Jesus wanted them to know, even when that happens, you can have my peace. And Christian, even when that happens to us, we can have the peace of God. 
It says in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, gives us a little prescription for peace. Be careful for nothing. Don't be full of care. Anxious, stressed, worried. Really for anything. Doesn't mean you shouldn't be concerned for things. Certainly, we're concerned about things. There are things that come up that cause us to ponder, to wonder, and to plan. But it shouldn't be overbearing to us. Be careful for nothing, but in everything... Everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We often stop there, but the next verse is really important to what the Lord's saying here. He said, when that happens, when you do that, when you give it up to God, when you uh, uh, don't allow it to consume you, but, but cast your care upon Him, He says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Shall guard, really, put, put up a post around your heart to help keep your heart trusting in Him and peaceful because of Him. And uh, so we, we, we have some truth here that helps us to have victory in Jesus. I don't know about you, but uh, there's much more victory when you're at peace than when you're filled with turmoil and stress and, and, and being anxious. And Jesus, no doubt, knowing what his disciples would face, especially even right after uh, he's crucified on the cross. All that they would face, the overburdened uh, grief and, and sorrow and confusion. He gives them a truth. He wants them to have victory. And he tells them there is a truth. And the truth is, there's peace in me. These things have I spoken unto you. He said, remember my words, the truth. And the truth is that in me, you can have peace and that inner peace from Christ manifests itself in our day-to-day life as we trust Him. Wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, if you have peace from Christ within, it's going to show on how you act on the outside. And as, as we trust Him, that, that's revealed in what we do with that. There was a Peanuts cartoon where Lucy says to Charlie Brown, I hate everything. I hate everybody. I hate the whole world. Charlie Brown says, but I thought you had inner peace. Lucy replies, I do have inner peace, but I still have outer obnoxiousness. This just doesn't fit with peace, right? If you have it on the inside, it'll show on the outside. And uh, our, our countenance will reveal what's on the inside. Our flesh gets in the way of our peace, doesn't it? We all have the battle of the flesh and the spirit, and our flesh gets in the way of the peace that stress, that anxiety, that worry, that concern. But we must yield it to the Lord, trust Him, and rest in His peace. If it's on the inside through Christ, it'll show on the outside. Do you have peace this morning in and through Jesus Christ as your Savior? That's the first stop for peace. The only way to have peace with God is through Jesus. Have you trusted Him as your personal Savior? Do you have God's peace right now, even as a believer? Would you say you have the peace of God in your heart? Would you say, even though maybe there's some things you're concerned about, you're not, you're not over-anxious, you're not full of care, you're not uh, uh, allowing that to become the focus of your life? I hope so. God can give you that peace. Say, I don't know how, to, I don't know how He gives it to me. It's peace that passes all understanding. Supernaturally imparts it to us within. Has he given you that peace? Many a time I've been 
have been uh, full of perhaps turmoil inside or confusion or wonder or struggling. And as I pray and bring it to God, as Philippians 4 says, I've experienced his peace. I can't explain it except this is what he said and this is what he gave me. And he's given me a peace within where I can go forward and not let it consume me. And I hope you have that kind of peace because you can. You can. In, in what we're living through these days, it's easy for peace to go out the window. But it doesn't have to if it's, if it's within. If you're here this morning and you recognize your sin before a holy God, and you believe in Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, then I encourage you to call out to him even now in your heart and ask him to forgive you and to come into your life and to save you. And he will. He'll give you everlasting life in heaven and peace in your heart. It's like that song, Constantly Abiding. As I was writing this up, I was thinking about that song, Constantly Abiding, that says this, There's a peace in my heart that the world never gave, a peace it cannot take away. Though the trials of life may surround like a cloud, I have a peace that has come there to stay. Constantly abiding, Jesus is mine. Constantly abiding, rapture divine. He never leaves me lonely, whispers, oh so kind. I will never leave thee, Jesus is mine. You have that kind of peace this morning? I hope so. It's easy to have it in here, right? It's easy to have it in here when perhaps we're focused on the Lord and on his word and we're getting hopefully encouraged from others and, and we're singing some songs and we're being reminded uh, throughout the time we're here that we have peace and Jesus is there for us and we can trust him and we must yield to him. It's easy. But when we go out there, it's a whole other story if we're not uh, allowing that to get into our hearts and we're not keeping that at the forefront of our minds and we're not trusting him moment by moment. There is a truth. As we consider victory in Jesus, there's also something else we ought to be aware of. There is tribulation. There is tribulation. It says this, in the world you shall have tribulation. Verse 33, these things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. But then it says, in the world you shall have tribulation. Doesn't say you might have tribulation, that would have been nice. That's not what God wanted. That's not what Jesus wanted to express to his disciples. He wanted to express to them that you, you shall have tribulation. Tribulation can be defined as pressure, burdens, trouble. None of us have any of those this morning. Amen. We can be guaranteed that in this world we will face tough times. Jesus knew that there would be times, like after he was crucified, that his followers would be discouraged and feel defeated. And if you follow the story in the New Testament, you find that in the Gospels uh, of how, how they felt after uh, Jesus was crucified. They were confused. They were doubting. Even when Jesus came bodily to them, after he rose from the dead, they doubted. They, they couldn't believe it. And uh, they were in that place where they needed God's peace and they needed his strength and grace. And, and Jesus, again, being God, knew that. And so he wanted them to understand that in the world you shall... Have tribulation. Though you can have peace in me, in the world you shall have tribulation. So he was straight with them about coming trials. Some things we're guaranteed of. We're guaranteed the tribulation of afflictions. Afflictions are general pain and suffering. And some people face pain and suffering for short seasons. Others for a lifetime. 
But nonetheless, we're guaranteed that in this life we'll face some pain and suffering. We'll have afflictions. In Psalm 34, 19, the Bible says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of all their troubles. We can be sure the Lord is with us. Sometimes he removes that. Sometimes he just helps us get through it. But we can trust him there by our side. In 1 Thessalonians 3, 3 through 4, Paul says to the church there that no man should be moved by these afflictions. Don't let it cause you to, uh, uh, to get away from your foundation, to get away from where you stand, to get away from the faith you hold. Listen, and I've seen it many times. People uh, go through a trial and it moves them away from the faith they know is true and right. I've seen it with new believers just getting saved and, and they're excited. They want to follow the Lord and something happens and it moves them away because of the affliction. I've seen it with people who have been saved for a while and relatively uh, uh, perhaps a trialless life. And then a trial comes in and all of a sudden it, it takes them away from the foundation that they know is right. And uh, we've got to be careful uh, to know that afflictions will happen. Doesn't mean God doesn't love you. But I can tell you this, when you go through the trials and afflictions with God, you realize how much God loves you as you trust him. See, we're guaranteed tribulation of afflictions, that no man should be moved by these afflictions. If you're going through an affliction, some kind of pain or suffering, listen, God is there. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. He has grace that can help in time of need if you'd go to his throne. Uh, He can help you and, and don't let it move you away. From the gospel, from your faith, from God. For yourselves know, Paul says, that we are appointed thereunto. For verily when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation. Even as it came to, and you know, he's reminding them, hey, remember when I told you? You're going to face some tribulations. And sometimes if, we, if we're not going through it, we can say, yeah, I know, we're going to face some hard times. And, and then a really hard time hits. A hard time perhaps you didn't expect. That hard time where you said, God, I'll, I'll, I'll accept anything except that thing. And God allows that thing. What are you going to do at that point? Know that God said you will face afflictions. And if you trust him through it, you'll see the power of God in your situation. You'll see his love for you. And you'll be stronger because of it as you lean upon him. There is tribulation. We're also guaranteed the tribulation not only of afflictions but of persecution. What's that? Ill treatment or hostility because of your faith. And I think we've, of course, around the, the world, that's been seen. People have faced real persecution for their faith all through history and even today at the present time. And I think we're going to see it more and more for Christians in America if things perhaps continue to go in a way that would lend itself to that. But I think we have to be ready to understand that we will face some persecution when we stand upon our faith. When we stand upon the gospel of Jesus Christ, there will be some hostility. All you're going to do is mention the name of Jesus. And you're going to face some. We're guaranteed some afflictions. We're guaranteed persecution. John 15, 20. Jesus said, remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. In 2 Timothy 3, 18, we're told, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And so those who will note the words, live godly in Christ Jesus, will suffer persecution. There's going to be some kickback 
for what you believe in this life. There's going to be a little bit of opposition, or a lot, depending on your situation, uh, with those in your life, with the decisions you make for Christ, with the way you choose to live your life. And certainly, I believe you ought to have a good spirit about your faith. I believe you ought to have a good countenance and a good spirit about it. You don't have to be uh, mean or rude or a jerk about it, and you shouldn't. You want, want to keep a good testimony, a good name for Jesus. But all you have to do is just take a stand, and that will bring opposition. It can be a kind stand, a, 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 a grace-filled stand, but nonetheless, persecution, no doubt we were promised that to some degree. Persecution is for the intense intention of tearing us down. Afflictions come through God's guiding hand to build us up. But I like what Hudson Taylor, great missionary, said. He said, all of our difficulties are only platforms for the manifestations of his grace, power, and love. That about boils it down, I think. That's how we look at this, or we should as Christians. All of our difficulties are only platforms for the manifestations of his grace, power, and love. We don't like going through those tribulations. We don't like dealing with tribulations. But this world brings them. We will have them. Whether it's things we're facing this year or things you faced last year or whatever is going to be coming in 2021. Tribulation to tribulation. We trust the Lord through it regardless. We obey Him regardless. We have faith and trust Him regardless. No matter what we face. These things have I spoken unto you. Jesus said that in me you might have peace. That's truth. That's truth we can hold on to and realize that if we have Jesus, we have peace. If we have our faith in Christ, then at any moment we can ask Him for that grace and peace we need in our lives at any moment, no matter what we're facing. In the world, ye shall have tribulation. That's going to happen if you're in the world. But notice what He says, But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And uh, this is the culmination of the passage. Really, there is truth. There's tribulation, but thirdly, there's triumph. There's triumph. He says, but be of good cheer. Jesus says, I have overcome the world. What a blessing. What a truth to hold on to. What an air of victory. Jesus is telling his disciples, listen, uh, uh, you can trust me. You have me. You put your faith in me. You have peace in me. No matter what goes on in the world, in the world, you will face troubles. You will face trials. And he's not just talking to these disciples, he's talking to these disciples. He said, you will have trouble, you will face difficulty, and it may come in various forms. But know something, you can be of good cheer. Because I've overcome the world. Anything the world can throw at you, I can conquer. Because I've conquered the world. There's triumph. The phrase, be of good cheer... It's like saying, don't let the pressures of this world and the trials you face cause your spirit to be cast down. In fact, rejoice. Have a joyful spirit that reflects your dependence and trust in Christ. He will help you triumph for he's overcome the world. Jesus says, in me you'll have peace. Even in the world you have tribulation. But there's no need to be troubled when Jesus, the victorious one, is your Savior and Lord. Let me give you some verses that emphasize this truth in John 14 27 Jesus said just a couple chapters back peace I leave with you my peace I give unto you not as the world giveth give I unto you 
Let yet not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So why shouldn't our hearts be troubled today? Why shouldn't our hearts be afraid today? Because he said, I've, I've left you my peace. I've given you my peace. Not like the world gives. This is a peace that passeth all understanding. This is a peace that uh, uh, the world can't understand. This is the peace that you can't find anywhere else but in Jesus. Romans eight thirty six through 37 says, As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, or no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. With Jesus there's victory. In 2 Corinthians 2.14 he says, Paul says to the church and to God's, God's inspiration, Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. You say, you say that, but there have been martyrs over the years who have been killed for their faith. Yes, but in the end they triumph in Christ. Uh, They had a good testimony. They kept their spirit strong for the Lord. And they were ushered into heaven with a martyr's death. No doubt gaining rewards for their faithfulness to Jesus. No better place you could be than in heaven. And uh, yes, there's some maybe some difficulty up until the point you get there. But it'd be worth it all as the song goes when we see Jesus. Uh, 2 Corinthians 2, 4. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. And by the way, it's, it's victory any time it's God's will. Let me just put it that way. You say, but, but, but why would God allow this? If it's his will, there's victory in that. There's triumph in that. Because in Christ and in his will is always the best place to be and the best place you could ever be. And make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. In 1 John 4, 3 through 4. It says, And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Where have you heard that it should come? And even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You may say, well, the devil's really, really putting it up against me. He's really attacking me. I just feel like every turn... Uh, uh, just the devil's blocking me or, or he's planting these thoughts in my mind or he's trying to do this or whatever. Just know this, even if that's the case, uh, God overcomes the devil, the world, and uh, he's, the, he's almighty and uh, no one can uh, contend with God. And if God is in you, if God before us, who can be against us? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And uh, if you have him, you have victory. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. It's important to apply faith as we live this life and seek victory in Christ. And Revelation 17, 14 says, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords. And it's talking about at the end, the end times, and ultimately Jesus having the victory. They shall make war with the Lamb. That's Jesus. And the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with them are called and chosen and faithful. So we need to be of good cheer. Why? Because Jesus overcame and Jesus overcomes. And Jesus has the victory to make us more than conquerors. As we consider this passage this morning, perhaps consider where you are today. Are you feeling discouraged or defeat? You feel like, man, I'm defeated. And 
uh, after being discouraged for a while, I think probably comes defeat. You start off maybe a little discouragement about something, and then uh, uh, perhaps that or many other things pile up, and you feel defeated. You just f feel like you can't get anywhere. You can't do anything. And uh, if you remember these things, it'll help you. Remember the truth that in, in Christ we can have peace. And when we have peace, we can trust him and listen to him. And follow his leading. And we will have tribulations we have to wade through in this life. But if we trust him and have peace through them. Christ can strengthen us. He can help us. And he can ultimately give us victory. Because he's overcome this world. We can rejoice. There's truth. There's tribulation. And there's triumph. Jesus wants to and will give you the peace, strength and joy. No matter what you face in this world. For he's overcome this world.